Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Um, boy, I'm sorry to do this two days in a row, but this is the news right now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, we have to go back to the story that broke just mm, late Tuesday night about uh, the more specific allegations brought forth by the now-identified Brooke Nevels against Matt Lauer. Yes. Um, so this story continues. We are very... Just because it touches on so many different aspects of things we've been talking about on our show for the last couple of years, it's, I think, an, an important story to cover. Today, the story... Well, there are a couple of responses to yesterday's news and statement from Matt Lauer in response to the equally new allegations against him. Here's how it goes. There's a new book from... Ronan Farrow. Sorry, names were escaping me. That's okay. Ronan Farrow's new book is just around the corner. In that book, one of the things that is alleged is a rape on the part of Matt Lauer against a woman named Brooke Nevels. That allegation was published and made newsworthy. Uh, Today is Thursday, so it would have been Tuesday night. Mm Mm-hmm. We talked about that on Wednesday. There was immediately a response following that allegation from Matt Lauer himself denying uh, the allegation and forcefully speaking out against the woman who made that allegation. Mm -hmm. Well, since that story yesterday, we've now had a response from the woman herself uh, in response to his response. So that's kind of where we are in yeah. the story. I We're know that's a little twisted, responses. but it's a very important response. And I thought we should talk about it because Absolutely. I think it's, 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 it's very illustrative of the times that we live. So producer Brooke Nevels, who alleged that Matt Lauer uh, raped her at the Sochi Olympics. Um, you, you know, you can read the details on your own. They're very, 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 tragic and violent and horrible if true and specific i mean she's very specific yes which that's a whole separate conversation Mm -hmm. but her response was given to nbc news last night after matt lauer issued his 1400 word defense of that alleged rape uh, which is detailed in the book that i mentioned catch and kill by ronan farrow which comes out on the 15th in the book um we talk about or we in the book, we learn that Brooke Nevels at the time was a producer for Meredith Vieira. And she, as I said, accused him of raping her at the Sochi Olympics. Now, here's part of her statement, quote, there's a Matt Lauer that millions of Americans watched on TV every morning for two decades. And there is the Matt Lauer who is the who this morning attempted to bully a former colleague into silence. His open letter was a case study in victim blaming. I am not afraid of him now, regardless of his threats, bullying, and the shaming and predatory tactics I knew he would and now has tried to use against me. 
So that in part is her statement. It is a very strong response to Matt Lauer's very strong response to her rape allegation. And one of the things I think she does like that she does on purpose and I think by design is she she says in that argument or in that response something very similar to what Matt Lauer did in his where in his in his response to her allegations he said something along the lines of there are a number of different facets to the story from Brooke Neville's which Brooke are we to believe yeah and he she does the exact same thing back and I think does it in such a crafty manner as so to say there's the Matt Lauer you know and then there's this Matt Lauer and she doesn't then make any judgment about what you choose to believe. She just says, I'm not scared of either of them, yep. basically. And I'm not going to take this. Yeah. I, you know, I just have to say there was something about opening up the article, the deadline article, and seeing an actual picture of Brooke Neville's um, and hearing her now identifying herself because these are the allegations that were what brought him down two years ago when he was fired from the Today Show, but we didn't have a name or a face to put with the allegations or the specific details that were being given now. There's something about that that is so powerful and knowing it it allows you to really put into perspective perspective that this is an actual human being sharing her actual human story. And when you, and I think it's important for everybody to try to put themselves or put to try to experience the story as she's telling it. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it would be like to be a young woman in Sochi f- for work. You've gone out for the evening. She had something like six shots of vodka. She was intoxicated and she admits that. Um, and what that would be like to find yourself in a room with a man like Matt Lauer, who everybody knows, who is very powerful in your work environment and have been drinking that much if you start to really piece really like think through each piece of that story mm-hmm. you start to understand where she's coming from absolutely and why it's important that she's telling her story absolutely and if you're just joining us we're talking about the woman who alleged matt lauer raped her at the sochi olympics she's responded to his vociferous denial The thing I was going to say is this is what is different about the world we live in now versus the world we used to live in. The world we used to live in would be somebody makes an allegation, somebody like Matt Lauer, who is incredibly powerful and uh, has a lot of allies and a lot of uh, structural institutional power behind him, would come out, deny everything up and down the street, maybe admit that he had an affair with someone, but that's not what really, you know, it wasn't anything non-consensual. And then uh, the way we used to handle this is, okay, well, that's enough for me because he's Matt Lauer and he has an incredible amount of power and he's worked very hard over the years to establish that he is this person and a person like that can't possibly do something like this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, frankly, at the end of the day, didn't she know what she was doing? I mean, come on. So that is a story we're all comfortable with hearing because we've heard it so many times before. The difference now, I think, uh, at least for myself and I imagine a lot of other people, is you hear that story through the lens of the Me Too movement, which is you understand that Matt Lauer had an incredible amount of institutional power and control, um, was able to leverage that to his own benefits. The fact that there were multiple women, this is not the only woman that has accused Matt Lauer of using his institutional power at the Today Show to mm-hmm. um, take advantage of them uh, physically. And then 
And then you start to do the things that you advocated for doing, which is putting yourself in that person's shoes. And we never used to do that. What we did was, and I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying as a culture at large, Mm -hmm. writ large, what we would do is sort of empathize more with Matt Lauer because we knew him. We thought we did. Mm -hmm. We felt like we understood what a Matt Lauer was. And why would, you know, why would anybody risk everything they have to you know sexually assault a woman as if that's the way it works but now because we have so many examples so many experiences so many accounts of what happened to women at the hands of men and power and positions of power and people Mm -hmm. not just women but mostly women um now we're willing to go huh okay maybe i will put my self in Brooke Neville's shoes and think to myself, maybe I'm mildly attracted to Matt Lauer. Maybe I'm mildly attracted to his power. Maybe I'm mildly, maybe I actually want to have sex with him. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to have a couple, a couple cocktails to be around him because maybe then I won't feel so nervous around him. I I don't know that these are the words going into your head, but when I think about the facts as they've been laid out, I think to myself, well, that's totally plausible. Here's the difference. All of those things may be true and you can judge her choices, but that doesn't mean she uh, assented, um, consented, consented, assented. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> that doesn't mean she consented to being raped, uh, period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think I, I, I'm hopeful that we will come to a place culturally where everybody understands that it is possible to be raped in a relationship. Yeah. That is a possibility and, in fact, happens. And it is still rape, regardless. I do just want to draw our attention, too, to one more thing that just occurred to me as I've been kind of thinking about this story and rolling around in, in like, thinking about how Matt Lauer crafted this response or his team helped him craft this response uh, that came out yesterday. There was something that has been nagging at me mm-hmm. about his response that is so frustrating and if you don't if you don't if you're not looking for it you're going to miss it okay. or you're not going to think about it and it's um part of his statement where he says it is categorically false ignores the facts and defies common sense he says this of of Brooke Neville's story categorically false ignores the facts and defies common sense and i thought to myself who's common sense matt lauer that is so dismissive of her story and it is a, a controlling well, it's a way a controlling way yeah. to say all of that is nonsense i'll tell you the truth this is common sense i'm telling you the common sense whatever you think of that that is nonsense it is when in actuality if you want to talk common sense i feel like the common sense is on her side because exactly. how many women in the audience let's open the phone lines have had you know men find themselves uh, into places that they should not be. And, you know, I'm just saying, I feel like women understand uh, this is pretty common sense. What she talked about happening to her seems totally plausible and totally believable. And again, we've said this so many times. Well, we haven't said this so many times. We've said it a couple times, but I think it's just so obvious. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. She already walked away from her dream job with a seven figure settlement without her name being public, without her story being told, without her face being plastered over magazines and internet articles up and down uh, the interwebs. What did she possibly have to gain by permitting Ronan Farrow 
to include her story in his book. And you know what? I want to throw this in there because I think that this is an an appropriate um, corollary. Women all know what happened to Monica Lewinsky when Monica Lewinsky came forward and talked about the power dynamic Mm -hmm. that uh, allowed her uh, to rise to notoriety. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows about that. And everybody knows how Monica Lewinsky came out looking in that story. Yeah. No woman is go is walking toward that. No, because I will tell you, I said this earlier to you when I saw her face, I was like, wow, that was a shocking thing because now that's her. Yeah. You are defined by, we live in a culture where the way you are represented in, in, uh, in the media online on the internet, somebody Googles your name, your picture will come up and it will be attached to, I was raped by Matt Lauer. And, and that not is just, her blue dress. Yeah. So that will now be her defining moment. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that she wanted to, she, you, okay, so you want to believe people are just out for money and fame and fortune and all that. Well, she already got her fame and fortune in the form of, you know, um, being a part of, you know, the media world when she worked at NBC. And then she got a big fat payout. So you're trying to tell me then she wanted to double down just to make Matt Lauer, who, by the way, doesn't have anything going on no, in his life. He doesn't have a job. And she just for the heck of it decided to like plaster her. Put yourself in her position. Yeah. Are you going to allow the world to see you attached to that story mm-hmm. for nothing? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Right. I mean, again, we're not judge and jury. We're not talking about a criminal case, but we don't. That's not our job. We anyway. get to have opinions. We just get to have opinions about Matt mm-hmm. Lauer. And for this woman to come out and respond to Matt Lauer in this way so forcefully, I think is a direct result of the progress that we've made since the Me Too movement. Absolutely. Um, And I would just also add, yesterday when Hoda Kotb and Savannah Guthrie talked about this story, they were talking about the criminal, Matt Lauer, who they used to sit beside and deliver the news with. He was a colleague of theirs. They knew him. They thought they knew him. And they said that. This is a man who we thought we knew and we didn't realize he was capable of this. And we are with Brooke Nevels. And that is all I need. Yeah, that's all I need. Uh, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood after this. It's a dirt alert on my talk. One oh seven one. This is a my talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight out of Hollywood. Hello, Hello. Elizabeth. It's kind of a busy day. All sorts of stuff happening I don't know what you're... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
talking about? It's just the rain? It's a slow news day. Yeah. Bloop. Cuba Gooding Jr. appearing in court as uh, a sexual abuse trial begins. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, appearing in New York City court today, he entered the courthouse with his lawyers, kind of flashed a small, tense smile as he went in. He's being charged with two misdemeanors, forcible touching and sexual abuse in the third degree, after there are allegations made that he groped a woman at a rooftop bar in Manhattan in June. You guys remember us yeah, talking about this. Yeah, and that's what's this. so interesting about this, is that those allegations were sort of here and then, like, put aside, and now he's... In court, this woman claims that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was highly intoxicated and explained that they got into an argument after he touched her and she resisted. And investigators found security camera footage that allegedly verified the woman's allegations. Mm. He um, his attorneys say they plan to vigorously defend Cuba Gooding Jr., that his conduct towards women is always respectful. He respects women and would never engage in that type of activity. Um, he also denied any inappropriate conduct and says, I trust the system. Let the process speak for itself. There's a tape that shows what really happened. It was kind of an odd situation because we all saw the tape and his girlfriend was sitting right next to him. It was a very weird deal. Mm-hmm. I just think, too, whenever somebody's like, I'm clean as a whistle and I don't do things wrong. Believe me, I'm good. I always question that. I know people are good, right? right. Not all people are horrible. And yeah touch women inappropriately true but i just feel like if that's your defense uh, i don't know well i also think that that's just patently false about all people meaning not everybody's 100 percent good 100 percent of the yeah. time no and so to say that is to ignore the fact that you are at all fallible or well, yeah to yeah. say that you have you have always in every instance yeah. been perfectly respectful to women i don't think i think it'd be hard for any man to say that because you were like a teenager at one point well, you and, probably did something that wasn't that well, nice and I mean, the frustrating thing about it, it's sort of the same thing we talked about a little bit yesterday about Matt Lauer, where it's like, you know, it is possible to be disrespectful to people, you know, all genders without realizing that you've been disrespectful. For sure. E- even if it looks like but that's so obvious, yeah. you know, it, to, to be able to say like, oh, maybe I did something disrespectful. Whoops. The problem. I'd like to know more about that. I will say, and this is not the individual's problem. It's more of a societal thing. We don't live in a culture right now that is allowing for much. Especially when they're mistake. Are, and mm-hmm. I also think, too, that's true. And when it comes to any sort of legal case, every attorney is going to say, you don't admit anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't say even remotely that it could have been well, possible that you behave badly. Because if seen, this goes to trial... I can't have you saying mm-hmm. at some point, because what that is, is unfortunately that's used against you by prosecutors, mm-hmm. where if you were a person who would, t- would say, oh my gosh, if this happened, I am so sorry. We need to look back and see where I miscommunicated or what happened. That's essentially admitting guilt if it's going to go to a court of yeah. law. It gets that's really true. court of law and much less, you know, there's a much lower bar even in the court of public opinion. It's For like sure. one whiff of I'm a human being and people are ready to pounce. Ronan Farrow's new book is coming out October 15th. And the story today from page six is that it has NBC News leadership, quote, quivering in their suits, that they are terrified about how... NBC is going to look now this doesn't even have much to do with Matt Lauer it has to do with Harvey Weinstein because the book details how NBC decided to kill the Harvey Weinstein expose after essentially Harvey Weinstein laid siege to NBC News chairman Andy Lack and NBC News president Noah Oppenheim during Farrow's investigation so Ronan Farrow says that in a September 7 September phone call in 2017 
um, Andy Lack said to Harvey Weinstein's attorney, we've told Harvey we are not doing a story. The following month, um, Noah Oppenheim pressured Ronan Farrow to sign a compromise statement that conceded the story failed to meet the network's standards to contradict his claim that NBC News killed the Weinstein story, then tried to cover it up. So now NBC suits are disputing this. But I do think when you talk about the court of public opinion, in general, will people believe Ronan Farrow, who his, is his own man, who is not beholden to any sort mm-hmm. of corporate media empire or will they believe the suits at NBC who historically have treated all sorts of people badly it's going to be really fascinating yeah. to see what the fallout is again the book comes out next week I can't wait Drew Barrymore is getting a talk show on CBS by the way daytime talk show she's so excited best of luck to her I just wanted to give you something kind of happy no that is very positive <laughs> thank you Elizabeth for- and we were just delighted to see you so uh, when we come back we need somebody to play the 30 second pop culture challenge 651 651- 641 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a, win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day, 1230, on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, Biatches. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Emma on the line. And what is Emma playing for? Emma, Emma, Bobemma, Bonana, Fana, Fofema is playing for one of these. On my Tech 1071 t-shirt. Thank you, okay, Elvis. Oh. oh, I thought it was Cher. Shelvis. <laughs> Hey, Emma, are you still there, or are you done listening to our <laughs> antics on the radio? Still there? Yep. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Time will be after I ask the first question. Here we go. Okay. What is the name of Scooby-Doo's nephew? Uh, Scooby-Doo? Paula, Randy, and Simon were the original judges on which reality competition show? What is the name of Drew Barrymore's beauty line? Um, uh, can I pass? Yep. Who wrote the song 9 to 5? Dolly Parton. Who played the title role in the movie Mary Poppins? Um. Oh, Emma. Emma. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, girl. You did not get those all correct, and thus you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge. However, you can play again tomorrow because we do that every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, let's get that one she didn't get right. Uh, She didn't get the last two right. Uh, Let's do those ones that she didn't get right. What is the name of Drew Barrymore's beauty line? It is Flower Beauty. Flower Beauty. I did not know that. Also, it's kind of lazy. Oh, it's just so Drew Barrymore. Like, Flower Beauty. I wear gunny sacks. Happiness. Who played the title (laughs) role in Mary Poopins? That would be Julie Andrews. Uh, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Uh, (laughs) Andrews. All right. Now that we've uh, answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. 
unfortunately, Mary Poopins doesn't exist because I just Googled it. Oh, God. Darn it. What happens when one Googles Mary Poopins? I'm scared. You just get Mary Poppins. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Celebrity gossip mysteries here in the form of blind items. Colleen and Bradley, here is your first mystery. There were so many celebrity likes and comments on a recent post because the one named celebrity reached out and asked them all to do it as a favor. Oh, Madonna. There were so many celebrity likes and comments on a recent post because the one named celebrity reached out and asked them to do it. Yes. Now, technically, we do know this person's last name, but they oftentimes just go by their first name. Oh, I mean, like most people. Who just go by their first name. But you're saying professionally. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't normally go by Bradley. Oh, I got it. Who? Ellen. Oh! Mm-hmm. Oh, so shady. Mm. Let me fill in the blank for you. So, there were so many celebrity likes and comments on a recent post because Ellen reached out and asked them to do it all as a favor. Interesting. So shady. And you know who one of those people was, I bet? Oh, this is so obvious. I'm just kidding. This is so obvious. So, So before the show today, I was talking about one. Do you remember Holly? Mm -mm. Jamila Jamil. Oh, Oh, interesting. Because Jamila Jamil came out and defended her. We won't go into the story about why. Google it. Mm -hmm. And then she backtracked because people called her out on it. So, Ellen DeGeneres said some stuff. Made a bunch of people upset, or they at least called her out on it. Mm -hmm. Then some people came to her defense. But Jamila Jamil is one of those people who kind of like talks through the doo-doo cloud. She usually speaks some truth to the power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she didn't seem to be doing that in this case. And then she sort of backpedaled her way out of it. Like, oh, I guess I didn't really do my homework. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Blue. Well, I'm sure she learned the lesson. But my point is, I wonder... If she was one of those people behind the scenes that Ellen reached out to to say, hey, could you call me a favor? Oh, oh, oh. Another person is Reese Witherspoon. Oh, you wouldn't know it now because she deleted the tweet. You don't say Yeah, because the world kind of was dragging them. Yeah. Can I just say this? Um, A lot of the world hasn't done their homework around this story. That's all. Oh, Hey, I'll go one better. Oh, good. The world hasn't done a lot of its stories. Homework. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Here's another. No comment. So obvious. Can I get some crickets in there? That's uh, fine. No, no, it's fine. Chirp, 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 chirp. Okay, go ahead. This permanent A-list mostly movie actor who is an Oscar winner slash nominee recently got a lap dance from one of his favorite places. The woman said that her mom had given him a lap dance <laughs> oh back gosh. in the day. What was the place? We don't know, but it was this guy's favorite place. So he got a lap dance from one of the people working at his favorite places. The woman said that her mom had given him a lap dance back in the day, and then they hooked up. Ew! Now, the math worked, but the stripper said she was not the daughter of the actor. She just wanted to put that out there, but still creepy though now i'll tell you that there are two names kind of floating, i'm so floating confused around. what am i looking for a permanent a-list mostly movie actor who's getting lap dances who's yes. an oscar winner slash nominee who would have gotten a lap so dance old. from an from a person what 
like 18 years ago. At least. Minimum. Back in the day. Is this like a... What's his name? There's two people that are coming up in the comment section. So Not Martin Scorsese, but... um, Kind of like that? Is it kind of like (laughs) Martin Scorsese Holly? Uh, No. Al Pacino um, is what I was thinking. I don't know. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So, no, A-list mostly. I, and we're just going after. with the comment section uh-huh. where we source this blind item where people are speculating about who it could be. There are actually three names, but, you know, two of them are kind of in the pole position, so to speak. Okay. So to speak. Cute. Okay. Cute. They were, let's say, they were in also, the pole position. I would just like to affirm that. Go, Good yeah. on you. Good on you. Congrats. Okay. I am not. I'm not Johnny Depp. Uh, it wouldn't older. be like older than oh, okay. Johnny Depp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks. <laughs> well done. Uh, no. Not that big. Um, um I will say of a celebrity. They're they're older, probably maybe in their sixties and up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I would imagine. Viagra. Uh, John Travolta. Bless his heart. No. You got to narrow it down for the old white man category. We're going to need a little help, though. All right. So there are three people. Now, Bradley, you were on to something when you said kind of like Martin Scorsese, but it's not Al Pacino. Okay. Did he just swear on TV? Maybe. Okay. I... I feel like you guys were just speaking in some weird language. Me too. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, think about somebody who does have a working, a long-standing working relationship with Martin Scorsese. Oh man! I, mean, I come can't. on, you guys. I know it should be easy, right? But I'm yeah. having a hard time. Um, but it's I, I can't think of the name. It's one of those guys like Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, and the guy who just swore on M- uh, MSNBC. I think it's him. Yeah, he has a name, Brad. Come on, <sighs> permanent I mean, who, A-list, mostly movie actor. I don't. I'm. I feel like I'm in a hole. Oh, some people are saying it's Robert De Niro. Yes, Thank Robert you. De Niro. That's who it was. Yeah. He some people bomb. are also saying that it's Morgan Freeman. Some people oh, are so also obvious. saying that it's Denzel Washington. Oh. <gasps> okay. Well. I. Wow. That's kind of a wide swath. Yeah. Oh, One of those guys. What an awkward moment, too, when you're getting a lap dance and like, oh, my mom gave you a lap dance. Yeah. Want to hook I up. wonder if he was drinking a milkshake while she was dancing. Hey, just because I did that once doesn't mean I need to be shamed the rest of my life, <laughs> but I do it again. Yeah, I know. Want to do one more? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blind item, you pervert. Thank you. I've been called pervert before. It's very uncomfortable for me. I'm not taking the bait. Good. It was never really a secret that this A-list reality star had hooked up with one of her best friends who was a barely there celebrity offspring of barely there celebrities. Recently, though, the reality star hooked up with the sister of the barely there celebrity offspring. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. So think about an A-list reality star. And apparently she hooked up with one of her best friends who is also reality star adjacent. Well, news huh? is, is that this reality star has now hooked up with that person's sister. Huh? Ooh. Is this a Kendall Jenner? Oh. Yes. Tell me more. I don't have the rest of them. So like, is this like a Hadid? That's what I was thinking. 
Oh. Headline. She deed? She deedn't. <laughs> that was really bad. That was really bad. <laughs> Headline from you. You didn't think <laughs> For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's true. Headline from E! News. Kendall Jenner gives, quote, sexy Bella Hadid a birthday kiss. Kendall Jenner posts video of herself kissing Bella Hadid on Supermodel's birthday. Interesting. Well, you know, that rumor has been around that Kendall is maybe not like the rest of her sisters in some ways. Uh huh. And then one of these bad thing. One of these Kardashians is doing her own thing. That's all I had. Yeah, we're just going to leave it there. Okay. Bye. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got to get to one of our favorite publicationships, uh, a publicationship, a relationship solely for the purposes of publicity. We're going to talk about Jonas, Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas after this on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Talking sense into everybody in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Oh, don't you even. I didn't. What? I just was saying where you we are. are. so We sassy. have to talk about our favorite publationship. <laughs> What's a publationship, Bradley? Oh, how dare you. Um, It's a relationship used solely for the purpose of publicity. <laughs> Stop slurping your straw. And the publicationship that we like to talk about is called Chonus. What's a Chonus? Chonus is Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas, but it's actually a lot more than that, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's roll this beautiful bean footage. It's time for a Chonus bonus! Pew, pew, pew. <clears throat> so, Chonus generally refers to Nick Jonas, Priyanka Chopra, mm-hmm. and their fake relationship that they are totally... I mean, whatever you think of their relationship, it's used for publicity. But it incorporates so much more than that because their family is wider. They've got other celebrities in the family, including but not limited to Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Sophie, mm-hmm. uh, Jophie, that's what we call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sophie Turner did something recently that unintentionally... Um, poked fun at her family, and I found it t- terribly delightful. Sophie okay. shaded the Joni. Yeah. Okay, what did she do to accidentally, okay, unintentionally so shade? She trolled, you know, all those people, uh, like the influencers, and we've talked about like how the Kardashians do this, and to be fair, she's just taking like Jamila Jamil's shtick and using it for her Insta story. Mm-hmm. Um, she made this video where she um, shamed those influencers by pretending to be like an influencer who takes 
those like flat tummy tees. Mm, the ones that the Kardashians push all the time. Yeah, exactly. She's like, hey guys, just kind of my going for my influencer look today. And she looks all like weird. Anyway, today I just wanted to promote this new powder stuff that you put in your tea. Basically, it makes you poop your brains out. Okay. But she didn't say poop. She mm. goes, it's totally really bad for me to be promoting to young women and young people everywhere, but I don't really give a bleep because I'm getting paid. Hashtag influencer life. Okay. And so, you know, like, ha you are so funny for calling out influencers and people who, you know, post content that spawns. Wait a minute. on a second. The call is coming from inside Did the house. Did you not see um, your brother-in-law and sister-in-law's wedding? Did you not see their bachelor and bachelorette party? Did you not see her bridal shower? Are you not ever paying attention to her Instagram? Do you remember something called Elite Stoli? Is that the... What is that? Is it's that the al- a- alcohol? Elite Vodka by the makers of Stoli. Also... She, I think, is, uh, I think she wears one of those timepieces that we always see them sporting. Oh, did you see uh, Nick Jonas standing by a bunch of scooters that uh, the people at Lime Scooters donated for his bachelor party? I mean, Spawn Con for days, I think, is the point you're making. It's literally Spawn Con for days coming out of this family's um, proverbial behind. And for her to call it out, I just, I was like, girl. Yeah. Physician heal thyself. Exactly. Now, she is one of those people, I imagine, who's like, I don't do that because I'm an actress. I'm an actual actress who doesn't deign to, you know, sponsor things on my... Also, do you know... Okay. Yes, influencers can be kind of annoying Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there are hardworking people out there trying to make a buck in the world and they don't all have the privilege that Sophie Turner has. So, like, you shaming them maybe... Well, also, I'm just going to say, like, play the tape all the way through. Like, you know, take a step back and go, my career's doing okay right now, but there might be a day it's in the toilet. <laughs> I need to get some tummy so tea I'm gonna need so to- I could be on the toilet <laughs> exactly, with my career. Exactly. Yay! Like, there might be a day where I'm like, I'm not really, the work is dried up. And uh, that SpawnCon girl might just bring you a paycheck. I, You know, if, if her, here's... If her point was to take to task the tummy tea and that culture, I'm here for oh, it. Oh, for sure. But, you know, and of course we drag some of the celebrities that do the spawn con. Um, but, but, but that is a legitimate form of, of income right now. And so it is one thing to drag that as Sophie Turner, as somebody who could be, construed as an influencer versus if she really was trying to make a point about that tummy tea yeah. specifically. And I think, you know, the influencer thing is like a, it's a weaker point. Like I'm not trying to come after her for calling out influencers. To me, it's more like, girl, look at your own family. Like, right. ha again, like, it's, why don't you, why don't you, you know, dress up uh, like Nick Jonas in like a blazer and a cigar holding your, you know, your fashion tequila. Yeah. Or in her case, it was, I think it was Havana rum that she was drinking. Mm -hmm. There are so many different examples. And all you have to do is Google Jonas SpawnCon. Good luck to you. Yeah. How much time do you have? Yeah. We just planned the rest of your day. So like, 
You're welcome. Check yourself. Exactly. Uh, hey, we want to check yourself. Uh, what oh. we actually want to check is if you've gotten your tickets to Project oh, Down yep. and Dirty Master. What are you waiting for? Exactly. Uh, I don't know what people are waiting for because this is going to be a really fun time to hang out with your favorite My Talk hosts. We will have just spent. Now, I want to be clear about this. Uh, if you've never gotten the opportunity to be there present for the reunion show, it is a really special time because you don't ever get to see all 12 of us on the air together. And it's one thing to hear it over the air. It's quite another to see how we uh, interact with each other after we haven't slept for a few days or we've been sharing a home together. Like you just are going to get some real raw realness mm-hmm. uh, in that experience. And so with the VIP ticket to our big gallery opening and auction, you will get access to watch the reunion show happen. So you can get those tickets, the VIP tickets, and then you can also get the regular tickets, which do entitle you to all the other things that the VIPs get, but not the reunion show. Yeah. Things like heavy appetizers. We still don't know you what have they're going to bring be. A fork and bring your own fork and knife because they're real heavy. Yeah, you might want to bring like a stand, mm-hmm. or maybe one of those belts. Yeah, that yeah. has like a table. <laughs> no, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Whatever <laughs> ticket price you go with is fine by us. Uh, we love to hang out with people. So if you're like one of those people that like actually likes to talk and interact with other human beings. You would really love it. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not one of those people, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Just sit in the corner and judge. I don't care. But speaking, I'll judge with you. Okay. Uh, speaking of your favorite My Talk hosts, I thought we would do a little exercise. It's based on something Dolly Parton said. But um, if there were going to be a My Talk movie, who would you cast as some of your favorite My Talk hosts? What celebrity would play? Your favorite My Talk hosts. You don't have to cast us all, but if you've got a couple ideas, 651 641 1071. We'll be back talking about that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.